Welcome everyone to the Bourbon Boys podcast. What began as three drunks writing a weekly newsletter has evolved into four drunks talking into microphones about SEC football. I am Cousin Bailey and joined as always by Malt Liquor, Gus, and our producer, Dr. Ripper. Welcome back to the Bourbon Boys. Before we get into week one of the 2023 SEC football season, just something real quick. I get asked all the time, Cousin Bailey, how can we support the Bourbon Boys? Well, Mrs. Cousin Bailey, there are a few ways, actually. Number one, you can give us a good rating and review on your platform. Number two, you can subscribe to the pod on that platform and all platforms, frankly. Number two, three, rather, <laughs> you, let's face it, you all know someone who likes SEC football, so share this with them. Number four, you can support our sponsor, and if you know someone who is an up-and-coming business or individual who'd like to be a sponsor, put them in contact with me, Cousin Bailey, at CousinBailey at gmail.com. So, uh, looks like we forgot to pick the Vandy game last week, um, so we're m- miraculously tied after week zero. Um, I wouldn't but, say we forgot to pick the van. I wouldn't Do say. I even know there was a line? I'm serious. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. So. I, mean, I, I, I know, yeah, I know it, there were no end zones. I do know that. That was, that was ugly. That was gross, man. They had like the, the scoreboard hanging up by a crane. And I saw like one of the camera operators had a hard hat on. I don't know how uncommon that is, but it looks like shit on TV. Let's just say that. Consider, especially considering the situation. But uh, before we get into the games, uh, I want to make an announcement. We, we are a man down this week. Malt Liquor is living it up Biden style in Lake Tahoe. So uh, he's out. Um, but don't worry. We'll we'll sense his presence, I think, once, this, once the pod gets rolling. But uh, why don't we go around the horn and see what everybody's drinking? How about uh, we'll start in, uh, across the bay in um, the hurricane warning area, Tampa Bay, with uh, Gus. What are you drinking? Uh, well, yeah, uh, not in the path, I don't think, of the hurricane, no. but I am in zone A, which means any type of storm surge, which we are expected to get, will cause flooding. Um, so I don't know, I'm, I might be here tomorrow morning, I might not, not in the... He means yeah, like I'm geographically gonna, located. I might evacuate. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the evacuation order came down at 2 p.m. today. You know, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. Um. What am I drinking? Well, I am drinking since it's uh, the first game podcast of the year. I'm starting out hot with the Oban 14. Oh, let's get on it. That is a very large glass. This is this is my first one. Like, and I've only had two sips. I feel fucking wrecked. I don't know why. (laughs) This is going to be great. Uh, How about across the country? The great state of Arizona. Producer, what you got in there in that glass of yours? I'm not in zone A. I'm in A zone. <laughs> oh, my God. Man, set uh, you up. Today, I have an early morning. and Or tomorrow, I have an early morning. So, right. And I might have to do some work tonight. So, unfortunately, I will be drinking a fine glass of ice cold water. Straight vodka. Oh, water. Right. Well, flip a coin. Could be either one. 
Okay, great. Uh, I am currently drinking a Modelo. It is now the uh, most popular beer in the country. Um, however, I have got cracked a bottle of Buffalo Trace last night. I am in, we are all in a tropical warning in the Tampa Bay area, but, or excuse me, a hurricane warning. However, I am very inland, uh, second highest location in uh, Pinellas County. So I'm going to ride it out in the in Casa de Cousin Bailey with my two little ones tomorrow night while my wife is safely in Oxford, Mississippi. So I got a question. Did your wife evacuate and left you with the kids? She's she's deathly afraid of hurricanes. So she went up to now, unfortunately, it's, it's a it's a real like, I mean, very bitter, sort of sweet week for them. Uh, so she she lost an aunt last week. So she went up for the funeral. And then unfortunately, this Tuesday, tomorrow is the one year anniversary of her, my, my wife's mother's passing. So she's going to, who, by the way, loved the podcast, my mother-in-law. She was a huge Bama fan, but she actually listened to the podcast. It was really awesome. And uh, we used to talk football all the time. So she is very, very sorely missed. But um, another interesting thing is that as I'm a realtor, I uh, had their Alabama game day condo listed up in uh, Tuscaloosa and it went under contract like three days ago. And we're, we're like two days away from um, from uh, the inspection period ending and all that stuff. So today they went to the condo to get rid of get, you know, get pick up all the personal effects. Um, so it was it's been a rough couple of days for them, but tomorrow is not going to be easy at all. And then uh, with the hurricane coming, she was like planning on coming home, like, you know, either tomorrow night or Wednesday morning. But obviously that plan is completely scrapped. So. She's kind of just hanging out with the family in Oxford until this passes so she can come home safely. And frankly, she grew up on the Mississippi Gulf Coast where hurricanes were way more um, of a huge deal to them than they were to us in St. Pete, Tampa Bay area, because somehow hurricanes like always skirted past us over the past, you know, 100 plus years. And um, so, you know, as a typical Floridian, we tend to like kind of take it a little easier at least at least uh gulf uh, southern gulf coast um but uh so she always freaks out so i think it's best that she's <laughs> thousand miles away and we're here anyways uh yeah so modelo um well uh like i said we missed uh game zero but we don't give a crap about that uh and um our esteemed colleague is missing so uh why don't i why don't we turn the turn the uh the, the con over to gus for the first game of the of the year of the sec season that's nah, starting except for vandy's game yes so uh opening day thursday night i believe it's an 8 p.m kickoff in utah uh yeah, I don't. It's just weird, Florida playing on a Thursday at night. That's just very strange to me. I know it's a um, it's a a big time game. Apparently, um, Utah's ranked 14th, Florida unranked. Line is a uh, six and a half. Uh, Utah's giving Florida six and a half points here. Over unders 45. Still don't know who the quarterback's going to be at Utah, so. Kyle Whittingham, I think, said today that they'll definitely see they got some freshmen. I don't even know his name, redshirt freshman. 
uh, third stringer. Apparently he played in like three or four games last year. Didn't do much, but he's athletic. Apparently very dynamic. Um, he did see, we'll see him maybe the number two, which I don't even know his name is, uh, is I guess questionable. Once again, Whittingham not seeing very much. I mean, I think he was even still throwing out the possibility of Cam Rising, which would be a surprise to me. I don't think he's going to play at all. Maybe he didn't come out and say that, and I didn't see it. But I don't know. This is a tough game because they don't have Cam Rising. Um, the tight end's gone, Dalton Kincaid. So it'll be interesting to see what this offense looked like since those two were heavily relied on last year. And then we get to see Graham Mertz. Kind of interested in seeing him, but hopefully he'll just be a game manager and the Gators this year can leverage that offensive line for TNT to get it going. Um, best running back duo, I believe, in the nation. I'm sure other people will disagree, but that's how I truly feel. Six and a half. On a Thursday night in altitude in Utah, Crowd's probably going to be pretty wily as much as Mormons can get all riled up. Um, I'm assuming they're all Mormon, even though it's not a Mormon uh, college. But, uh, oh, man, fuck it. You know what? Let's go. Good start to the season, Gators. Gators win straight up. Uh, yeah, actually, I agree. Um, I'm, I <clears throat> I think the uncertainty at quarterback for Utah is – going to be a bigger deal than Winningham's trying to, you know, he's downplaying the hell out of it. He did say that rising was going to play uh, the guy, the guy had an ACL surgery in January. I'm not saying that it's not possible for him to come back because I mean, that's eight months. And I think, you know, I mean, didn't, you know, I mean, I understand that, you know, football players, you know, that's like, if, if that's their charge and that's all they can do, all they do is rehab, rehab, rehab. But I, you know, there might be something psychological about it. I know Gators don't have the best defense in the SEC, but it's still an SEC defense. And you're going to start a guy who had ACL surgery not a year ago. It seems a little shady. I mean, a little risky. I don't know anything about their other quarterbacks or their their entire team for that matter. But I mean, they're number 14 in the country for a reason. They have a great, great coach um, who's, you know, upset some teams. And I think they went, they won the Pac-12 last year, right? And they go up and went, end up winning the Pac-12. Now, I mean, that had a lot to do with their quarterback and that combo. So that matters. Uh, but I, I like I'm, I'm going to do something based on I don't if I, you can call it faith, but it's not just like Gator faith. Like I'm not just saying blind. Like I'm not just blindly picking Florida. Um, Napier has surprised me quite a bit with his recruiting prowess. Um, I know that that I know that he's they said he was going to do that. But the year started off weird with that Rashad dude kind of, you know, uh, you know, the whole NIL deal and that quarterback that, you know, we um, that we lost and made, you know, made us look silly. Um, so I was kind of unsure about him. But the strides he's made for this class and next year's class and the clear class after that um, have, have really impressed me. And I, I think, you know, I'm going to I'm not going to doubt him until there's a reason to doubt him. And so I think it's definitely possible I heard some like I heard somebody I now it's just message board fodder, but it was a, a Utah fan commenting on something saying that the crowd is not going to make a big difference. <laughs> and this is a Utah fan. So hopefully that's true. Um, the Gators are going out to Utah, I think, a day earlier than they anticipated because of the hurricane. I know they're spending tomorrow tonight in Dallas and then they're going to be or maybe it's tomorrow night in Dallas 
and they're going to be in Utah on Wednesday when I think, oh, well, shit, that doesn't seem early. Well, whatever. Napier, I listened to a press conference. He completely disregarded the the altitude issue. He said, now that could be a mistake on his part. I don't know. But I mean, he said that, um, you know, like they're, they, you know, they've run all the possibilities and they said that they're, 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 they're the routine they selected is the routine they're going to go with. So getting there early wasn't necessarily part of that plan. Um, we lost, uh, I think Kingsley, one of our, um, you know, I, I don't remember his last name, one of our offensive linemen, he's down or questionable for the game. So that could cause a problem, but I, I really want to see the explosiveness of our running backs. And, 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 you know, what else is kind of funny? The, uh, you know, um, our Ricky Pearsall, he said that like the entire blocker room is totally pumped after watching Swamp Kings, the documentary that was on Netflix. And I uh, totally agree. Like I was expecting a hit job, but I mean, we all know now after watching it that it was clearly orchestrated by Urban Meyer so that he can get it, you know, get back in the good graces of Florida Gator fans so he can get into the ring of honor. That's my, I don't know. Did I say no? I mean, I think for, you know, very strongly think that he had a large part of that because he was a large part of the documentary and there's no way he would have let anything terribly negative. And I mean, the way you could like see him setting up his health issues from the first year he was at Florida, I was like, this is the first I was ever hearing that like, you know, he was having, you know, hard time sleeping from 05. I mean, I get it. It's a tough, tough job, but anyways, click, click. I think that we, um, I think we're going to go out there. I think we're going to probably surprise them. Um, and hopefully the, the, the country and hopefully that, that that's good. Uh, you know, at the very least we come away with like, uh, you know, like confidence, but I hope we come back with a win. I'm going to say that, um, our, uh, out in Utah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! You think uh, he's in Lake Tahoe? Maybe, maybe malt liquor should just fly up to Utah. God, it's terrible. Um, if he does, he would go up and uh, root on a Gator victory because he has picked Florida. So uh, that is three of us uh, all picking Florida. How about uh, how about our producer? Let's go ahead and sweep it. Hey, we're gonna sweep it. This is a Gator podcast, I guess. Um, no, so, kidding, but... is malt liquor at uh, Don Corleone's house? Is that where he's staying in Tahoe? Right, right. He sent a picture to me the other day about asking about Fredo. Did yeah, you maybe, see that? Maybe he'll find Fredo. Right. Then that, that brought up. I don't know. I don't think. Uh, I don't think uh, our illustrious producer understands the reference. But um, Godfather. In the Godfather Two, Fredo met his demise in Lake Tahoe. Yes. Oops! Spoiler alert. Sorry. I've seen the pictures it's only been 40 40 50 years spoiler alert we haven't we have we have a i don't know if we mentioned this or if it was in the green room but we've got about two four six uh no line games and we're gonna coast right past those so uh missouri old miss arkansas mississippi state georgia vanderbilt this week are gonna have to wait until next week for us to so that's Vanderbilt's gonna get fucked or passed over two weeks in a row now. It seems oh, like. I, I did want to mention that. I'm gonna go ahead and give all of us the win on that Vandy game. They were favored by so. they were favored by 17. <laughs> so what was the what was the final score? Oh god, you would ask that, but uh, well why you covered co- though, right? Well, yeah, I think oh, yeah. covered. Uh, oh yeah. No, no. Oh, you're saying you're saying we all would have picked uh, Hawaii to cover. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah. That's yeah, seventeen. You never, you never know with me and Vandy. You never know. I think that you were disheartened by their um, their lack of commitment to the athletic department by yes. 
100%. By the stadium thing. I think I, I could sense it last week, buddy. Yeah. The anchor's yeah. still dragging on the stadium, so they're they not ready. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, All right, let's dude. move on to Saturday. Enjoy the so, L. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, moving on to Saturday, um, uh, Virginia traveling to Tennessee. Um, Tennessee is a 28-and-a-half point favorite, and that seems like quite a bit for a team that lost its quarterback and a lot of, uh, and, and, and a good number of, 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 of uh, specialty players, but they do have a quarterback that they have a lot of faith in. And uh, my, my general, my physician is a uh, Tennessee Vols fan. So um, unfortunately I had, I had to check up last week as we all, or two weeks ago, as we all know. But um, afterwards, we did get to talk some college football, and he is pumped and has a lot of confidence going this year. So I'm going to kind of roll with that. The problem I have is 28 and a half points against a Power Five team seems like a lot, but Virginia is—I think they're rolling out a new offense. They struggled. They're, they're struggling now. They're not the team that played the Gators in the in the Orange Bowl a couple of years ago. So I definitely think it's conceivable for Tennessee to uh, to 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 break loose, but I, you know, I think that the hook has got me really scared. So I, I'm going to stay, I'm going to stick with uh, the Cavaliers this week, but I think Tennessee is, uh, is definitely going to be a force this year. Yeah, this is, um, this is an interesting one for me. Uh, Virginia was not good at all last year. They yeah. were, I think they were pretty horrific. I want to say they lost to uh, maybe a D2 or a one double a school. Um, yeah. They were really bad. Tony Elliott's their coach. It's his second year. I mean, you know, it's his first year at a program that basically Bronk and Mendohall drove into the ground. Um, so maybe he's on the right path. That I don't know. But, I mean, also with Virginia being as bad as they are, Tony Elliott, he's, a, he's an offensive guy. He's not a defensive guy. So I think they're – Defense was pretty porous last year. This would probably be a really good game for Joe Milton to kind of for him to show out. Um, there's no real yeah. defense on the other side. Um, and I think uh, Heifel might want to prove to all the critics that Joe Milton is worthy of the starting job. So I, I think Tennessee's going to pour it on them. They'll probably about win by 30. So give me uh, give me the balls. Um. Yeah, I'll 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 take the ball in balls too. Yeah, I mean, um, Malt Liquor, he left a voicemail earlier, and he wanted me to just play it. So hold on, let me. Jesus Christ, this line is absurd. So I think what he meant by that was he's um he's picking Virginia. So sounds like it. Yeah. Oh man. Saturday, we got Ball State rolling into Kentucky, rolling into Lexington. Kentucky, uh, 20, 25 and a half point favorites. Ball State has a sixth year quarterback that apparently was at Alabama, then went to Texas Tech or something like that, and then ended up at Ball State. So, a lot of experience on that side of the ball. They got a transfer in from Kent State, who apparently was like the the Mac player of the year or something like that. Um, so he's pretty dynamic. Kentucky, I don't know what their offense is going to be. 
I honestly have no clue what it's going to be. And this is a huge line. So I think with that, Kentucky will win, but Ball State will cover. Give me the Red Hawks, I believe they're called. I think uh, they're a red bird of some kind. Cardinals? No. Yeah, they're Cardinals. Are they? No. Ball State Cardinals. I'm looking at it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kentucky, it, there's just too many dang question marks. You know, like, I, I'm not, uh, you know, like, I haven't been studying <laughs> pretty much any team all summer long. But um, I just think that 25 and a half is a little too, for, for, especially with a team that has the experience that uh, Gus just laid out. Um, I think uh, I'm going to tentatively take Ball State, but... Um, you know, like, obviously, I think after this week, we might have a better idea. But, you know, um, how about uh, how about our producer? Uh, let's have our second sweep. I'll also take Ball State. Well, how could it be a sweep? And like, oh, wait, wait, something in my ear. Sorry. Jesus Christ. Why did we skip over him? I'm sorry. You're right. Sorry. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry, Malt Liquor. Jesus Christ. I got something to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Continue, sir. So, um, Ball State, they weren't always the Cardinals. Before 1927, they were called the Hoosieroons. What's a Hoosieroon? I have no something racist. No, no, no. I'm thinking it's like, you know, they're in Indiana, they're Hoosiers. So, Hoosieroons. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, but their fight song is Fight Team Fight. So, hey, yeah, I think that can work in a lot of different aspects. It's great. Yeah, it's in Muncie, Muncie, Indiana. Oh, Muncie. Something happened in Muncie. I feel like wasn't uh, Kingpin from Muncie? Maybe. Uh, Roy McElroy. No, his name was. Roy. It was. Uh, you want to remember? His, remember his name became a derogatory. Yeah. Like Muncie. statement. You really Munson? Munson. Oh, oh, oh Munson. His, he, yeah, he was from Iowa. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Munson, is what. Yeah, yeah. I don't get Munson out here in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't get Cousin Bailey out here. All right, so um, okay, so that's a sweep. That's a. I mean, this is a this is a funny week. So let's not let's not read too much into it. Um, but the a three thirty game of the week. I mean, is this is this going to be the SEC or the because this oh 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 something else we forgot to mention this is CBS last year of of hosting the SEC next year it all goes over to the ESPN uh, network of of channels or whatever so um, it's gonna be on like on ABC ESPN ESPN two which a lot of their games already are but I think they're gonna host the three thirty game I hope that doesn't mean it has anything to do with Chris Fowler because then I'm, I may not be able to stand it maybe they can hire back uh, Brad Nessler that'd be awesome. Just don't bring Gary with him. No, no, no. Nestler and the uh, the Christian guy. What's his name? The guy that goes to all the places needs. Todd Christensen. Uh, Blackledge. 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 Yeah, yeah. Todd Blackledge. Those those guys were great. Nestler and Blackledge. Bring them yeah. back. Anyways, um, so UMass traveling to Auburn. Auburn has a new coach, uh, uh, Hugh Freeze. Um, we're a little unsure. I, I know he's named a named a quarterback that's gotten some. Uh, some grief um by the by the pick but i mean you know you you could 
I think if you breathe in the wrong direction in Auburn, you're going to get fought. You could get fired. So let's not, you know, like look to read too deeply into any criticism that the idiot fans have, but UMass has got a good defense from what I understand. And last week they poured on 41 on at New Mexico state, I think. So um, I think 30, Oh, I'm sorry. Let me mention, by the way, Auburn's favored by 37 and a half. Um, I think with UMass's ability to score and the uncertainty, potential uncertainty. And, and by that, I mean, new coach, you know, like uh, maybe, you know, may take a little while for things to gel. I'm um, I'm going to tick. I'm going to I think, I think that UMass is going to beat this 37 point 37 and a half. So I'm going to take the Minutemen. Yeah, I believe they're the Minutemen. Yeah. Um, I want to check on UMass's ranking here because uh, they were awful last year. I think the okay. only team that, that they were better than was New Mexico State. And hmm. I'm 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 actually saying that. I think that's really what it was. Um, Information that could have. Uh, yeah. yeah, like they were. Useful. They were terrible. I don't I'm surprised they haven't like shut it down, but they they should have. Oh, I can't get it there. Anyhow, I'm not gonna research this too much about UMass. I like I like Hugh Freeze. He's gonna want to make a statement. This is a great opportunity again, much like uh Tennessee against Virginia. I think Auburn's just gonna absolutely destroy UMass probably by 40, because UMass is that bad and Auburn probably with Hugh Freeze's offensive mind have the ability to do it. So I'm going to take Auburn. That's great. Um, I'm getting a, uh, so uh, Malt Liquor told me that given the, given the name, the, the, the minute men, uh, he wanted to kind of, he wanted to do something a little creative with his pick this year. And it was, uh, if it was, it was one, if for the tigers and two, if for the minute men, um, you'll all remember one if by land, two if by sea, uh, one if by Minuteman, two if by Tiger, excuse me. And uh, uh, he is he's lit up two lanterns. So Malt Liquor has gone with the Auburn Tigers as well. So how about uh, our illustrious producer? Uh, and uh, as you're going by in your ship with your lamps or whatever the hell you were talking about, <laughs> I'll wave to you on that lonely island you'll be on over there. I'll, yes, uh, yes. I will, I will also sea. put my faith in Crooked Hugh. Yeah, Lion Cheat and Crooked Hugh. So, uh, real quick, uh, quick headline: UMass again is last in the athletics preseason rankings of all Division One college football teams. Hmm. No, again, this information would have been useful five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't well, know where you uh, can find that at the tips of your fingers, but you know. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, on to the next, shall we? Yeah, why don't we why don't we venture on to the next one? We'll go on to the next one. And this one has the same exact line, 37 and a half, Texas A&M playing New Vegas Mexico. Vegas is lazy. I think they are lazy. <laughs> I think they are. But, uh, yeah, Texas A&M hosting New Mexico, 7 o'clock game out there uh, in the land of bonfires that go wrong. So, um. Yeah, AM, I think we discussed this on our uh, preview. Uh, they have a new play caller, which, like I said, when I see it, I'll believe it. Um, oh my gosh, his name escapes me now. Coached at Arkansas, coached at Louisville. Petrino. Petrino. Petrino is supposedly their new play caller. 
Um, I think that if he is a play caller, they'll easily cover this 37 and a half against New Mexico because I haven't done any research on New Mexico, but I'm pretty confident they're trash. Probably not far away from New Mexico State and UMass. Yeah, so if Petrino's calling, I got AM. If uh fetal alcohol, he's got fetal alcohol syndrome. Uh is calling the plays, then it'll be New Mexico, but I I think at least in this game Petrino will be calling. So uh let's let's take the Aggies at home in a bonfire. Oh. Well, um so today uh in preparation for the uh non hurricane that's com- that's not coming here I'm I'm willing it away. Um I watched the Johnny Manziel uh documentary on Netflix and um so I just a quick quick aside uh i didn't really see the point of it because he hasn't there is no resolution to this situation like he's still living in scottsdale it's not like he's given up alcohol or anything he had a beer in his hand in in the final scene like he you know he floundered in 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 in, in, in the pros because he didn't want to put the effort and then he found out he was bipolar so i mean I, i'm sure that has a lot to do with it but the guy didn't never, never seem to want to change. And so I just didn't really see why, you know, like they put this documentary on that kind of, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, the Meyer one, at least like it seemed like he was trying to reach, you know, kind of olive branch himself to the gate to Gator nation. I don't love using that phrase, but this one, I just did not see like a, any closure. I didn't get any closure watching it. It was cool to watch him play in college. It was also cool to know that his first SEC game was against the Gators in 2012 and we beat him at AM. So that was awesome. Um, but I mean, that's that's kind of a BS aside. Um, 37 and a half seems like a lot. I mean, this is a team like they struggled against Appalachian State last year and they lost didn't they lose to Miami or struggled against them? I mean, like they this this team last year, I don't know, I don't know much different aside from Petrino. And I I'm kind of on the I'm in the same boat with you. If Petrino's in charge, great, but Jimbo Fisher doesn't seem like he's uh, the kind of guy that's just going to give up the reins that easily. And if things go weird, he may get spooked and start calling plays. I don't know. But until I see them have a consistent uh, have a consistent game um, this season to open up the year, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of err on the side of 37 and a half being a tremendous amount of points. Um, it's kind of my UMass theory, so I'm sure Malt Liquor is not happy that he's on this uh, same side as me. Oh, by the way, Malt Liquor also picked New Mexico. How about uh, our producer? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to take Texas a and I, I, we've already covered it, so yeah. Hopefully, Petrino can make that difference. I don't well, like. Th- I, don't, I don't like that they're you. You look up their team page on ESPN and. The first article is zeroing number one thirty three, zeroing in on UMass and the rest of the bottom top ten. <laughs> so bad, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're not to pick them. I mean, we pick Utah, idiots, and these guys have cupcakes. I love it. But uh, something about Texas, they uh, they they know how to barbecue. Wouldn't you say, fellas? They do. That's right. 
Yeah, that's right. And, and, you know, not everybody's uh some people just like it straight out the smoker. I mean, obviously after a cooling period, some people like it with a little bourbon with a little barbecue sauce. This portion of bourbon boys picking the sec is brought to you by pandemic sauce company. Amidst a worldwide pandemic and lockdown with nothing but time on his hands, a friend of the podcast started experimenting in his kitchen to occupy his time. He soon discovered a knack of combining a variety of peppers with fruit juices to, to create some unique barbecue sauces. After sharing his sauces with family and friends, he has now has decided to share them with the rest of the world and the goal to become your new favorite sauce. You enter code BOURBONBOYS at checkout for a discount. That's PandemicSauceCompany.com. Enter code BOURBONBOYS at checkout. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we just were talking about barbecue sauce, and there's a totally different kind of barbecue sauce in Alabama, that white sauce. Um, not a huge fan. Not, you know, there's a place for everything. Just, and I, I don't, I'm not like uh former bourbon boy, Larry or current bourbon boy, malt liquor. And I don't know how y'all feel about Mayo, but it's a Mayo based sauce. And, uh, I don't dislike Mayo. Mayo, Mayo is good, but it seems a little Will Levisy to have that much Mayo in something. Uh, Will Levis, the former kentucky quarterback um anyways so speaking of alabama middle tennessee state uh traveling to tuscaloosa they're a um alabama is a 40 point favorite with the over under over under 51 and a half so that's an interesting over under uh for me um alabama's breaking in a new quarterback uh he he uh, didn't play much. I mean, he only threw about 40 balls last year, but he had five picks or five, five TDs and three picks. That's not a great ratio, but it was a lot of mop-up duty, except in the second half against uh, Arkansas last year when Bryce Young went down. He led um, Alabama to five touchdowns, uh, not, not his own, of course, but like they scored five times um, in, in him taking over Bryce Young in the second half. So that's SEC opponent. The guy's obviously got some um, – I think his J- name's Jalen Milrow. He's got some talent, and it's it's Alabama, for God's sakes. Um, they're probably going to run the hell out of the ball, as as Nick Saban likes to do. And as I think, you know, if we could do it, if we could beat teams on just running the, running the ball and literally beat them, not not just try running, I mean, like, then I would love that. I'd be just fine with it. Um, uh, I, I think Middle Tennessee is probably outclassed uh, in this – I mean, <laughs> excuse me, I guarantee – Middle Tennessee is outclassed in this game. The uh, The number's a little high, but I think this is the kind of game I'm going to go with Gus's earlier feelings about certain teams. Um, I think this is they're going to try and make a point in here. So um, I'm, I'm going to say roll tide, uh, especially in honor of my uh, mother-in-law. Yeah, so Middle Tennessee is not a terrible team, not like in New Mexico or one of those UMass. Other- UMass, that's the other one. Yep. Um, and this is their warm-up. This is their SEC warm-up uh, to really see how they're going to do against Missouri next week. So, you know, two SEC schools back-to-back. Um, just looking over their schedule, looking at Yahoo News, uh, they actually think that they're going to be bowl-eligible in Middle Tennessee uh, with six wins, exactly. So that tells me that they're probably a decent team. Um, we'll see how Alabama, if, if Nick keeps his foot on the, 
on the gas pedal. And if uh, who's the new coordinator? What Notre Dame guy? Uh, Reese. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Notre Tommy Dame. Reese. Tommy yeah. Reese. We'll see how Tommy Reese is going from uh, being a Golden Domer OC to Alabama. Um, I don't know who their analysts are at Alabama who are probably actually coaching that team and not Tommy Reese on the offensive right. side of the ball. Um, but I, I just don't I don't I like the over better here, which is 51 and a half than Alabama covering. So I'll take uh, Middle Tennessee. The Blue Raiders, by the by. Sure. How about uh, our producer? Uh, I'll let Gus take the lone wolf on that one. I'll uh, take Bama. Well, uh-huh. yes, because you'll be the lone wolf because <clears throat> Malt Liquor thinks that's a, just a Jesus Christ kind of move to pick Middle Tennessee State. Um, they think they're going to be bowl eligible so they can compete with Alabama. I like that. I like that. That's a that's interesting. Sorry, I don't know why I went back to Cousin Bailey. <clears throat> so because they're going to be ball eligible, <laughs> you think they're going to play with Alabama? Uh, Malt Liquor's got, them, got Alabama be, uh, ticking down Middle Tennessee State over 40. So, yes, Gus is on the island. And speaking of island, there's nothing that says more anything more than an island than North Carolina at South Carolina. Uh, this is neutral field, right? Yeah, Charlotte, I think. Charlotte, okay. So neutral, but still in North Carolina. I guess Charlotte's decently close to South Carolina. I don't think it's all that far. Um, North Carolina is ranked 21st. South Carolina is not ranked. A little bit surprising, maybe not. Um, and North Carolina is given South Carolina two and a half. The over 64 and a half, the over under. Um not sure what I would do with that 64 and a half number. That one seems a little scary. However, I think I know exactly what I'm going to do when it comes to this game and this line or the, the, the line here. Um, North Carolina has Drake may. He's supposedly going to be the number one or number two pick uh, come draft day, but we know how all that changes. This will be a great test for South Carolina. I think they're an up and coming team. They, they did a lot um, last year. I think they actually were bowl eligible. Um, so they're they're definitely with uh, Shane Beamer at the helm there and uh, Spencer Rattler uh, calling the uh, – well, he's not calling the plays. He's taking the snaps. So, man, I said I knew exactly what I was going to do, but I, I, I honestly don't. I'm going back and forth on this. Man, you know what? Give me South Carolina. I think Drake May isn't uh, – worthy of the number one or number two overall pick. Um, so I think he kind of shits the bed this year, and this will be a good way for him to start. I'll tell you, you said you didn't know where which way you were going to go, and I knew exactly where you were going to go. You have been all over South Carolina this preseason. So good for you, buddy, standing with your convictions. I don't know anything uh, <laughs> at all, uh, but especially about North Carolina, um, which is why this – pick I'm about to make is so confounding. Um, I did hear that about, I did hear that about North Carolina's uh, quarterback. So uh, for now I'm going to ride with anyone other than Spencer Rattler in this particular game, which obviously doesn't make any sense. So yeah, I'm going to go with the heels. We'll just see what happens. Uh, How about, uh, does anyone have a line on what Malt Liquor picked? 
Jesus Christ. So that's a yes. Of course you're taking North Carolina. Fucking, are you a fucking idiot? South Carolina, go Cox. It worked, man. I feel like a, like half a man right now. Good job. Well done. So how about our producer? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take the better quarterback. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's like it's a learning curve for us. So I poured myself some uh, Buffalo Trace. I'm gonna go on a limb here and say. Real hot take. I'm a huge fan. Anyways, um, so the lone game on Sunday, at least in the SEC, I'm sure it's probably that way. 7.30 p.m., LSU, FSU, in Orlando. LSU is favored by two and a half points with a 58 and a half point over under. Oh, man, this could be exciting. Um, the uh, – um, Last year, FSU won by blocking an LSU extra point. And both teams went on to like have great seasons. And both teams went on to have good, great, good to great seasons with quarterbacks I thought were complete shit. <laughs> I mean, it means I don't know anything. But Jaden Daniels and uh, Travis, what's his name on Florida State, are two guys that I was praying would somehow leave or run out of eligibility but instead, no, both of them are back. Both of them are on the Gators schedule. So, I mean, and and both of them played really well against Florida. Um, and that's obviously not the barometer. I mean, it's the one I've got, but it's not the barometer on whether or not you're good. But LSU played with Georgia uh, and made it to the SEC championship game, um, beat Alabama, uh, uh, FSU, you know, beat Florida. And I'm, I'm sure they had other successes. I didn't really pay much attention after that. But uh, this is going to be a hell of game. Uh, the fact that I, I can't stand either team um, will hurt when one of them walks away of, you know, victorious. And I, and honestly, I don't know who I could possibly be rooting for. I miss mean, a five versus eight week one, Brian Kelly and Norvell, who I don't think much of Mike Norvell as a coach. I think highly of Brian Kelly. I never, I didn't really want to, but last year he sure turned, he sure had a phenomenal first year at LSU. Now that being said, we're talking about LSU LSU talent. Let's see what you can do. You know when you're when your feet hits the your feet hit the fire a little bit. But uh, you know first week can't think of a better game. Um, I, I like I said uh, I, I like both quarterbacks. Both teams had great seasons. Both teams have playoff aspirations. I mean this is a top ten game, but LSU has the better coach. And so I'm going to take LSU. I mean, this is basically a pick. I'm now, I mean, that being said, they one team won on a blocked extra point last year. So it could go down to it's, I think it's going to go down to the wire, but uh, I think LSU is going to pull ahead and win by three or four. Yeah, this will be a fun game. I'm definitely going to watch it. Uh, It'll fill my Sunday nights uh, before Mm -hmm. NFL, even though I'll have to wait another week for that. Uh, Actually two weeks, because I won't be able to watch opening Opening day, unfortunately. Why's that? Um, I'll be in Scotland. Oh, Scotland playing so, golf? No, no, no. Unfortunately, my two loves in life are golf and uh, scotch. And your wife? Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. So yeah, number three. <laughs> I mean, there's three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> click, click. <laughs> no, but she um uh. I told her, yeah, I'm going to play a couple of rounds of golf. She's like, come on, we haven't been, we haven't been on a real vacation together in many years. So, you know, why not 
you play one round of golf and I'm like, well, it's not even worth my time. So um not going to play, but I'm going to be drinking a fuck ton of scotch. I think that's a compromise, you know? Yeah, no, it's fine. It's either a lot of golf or a lot of scotch. You really can't do both. Yeah. And, and I think too, like playing golf in Scotland, I mean, it would be great if I was by myself, but it would be awesome if, if I'm with, with a group of people. Yeah. So that play, um, but yeah. Anyhow, back to the game. What game? LSU, oh. LSU, FSU. Uh, this is what I think you already said it there. Cousin, uh, Orlando, but yeah, I, a lot of the same, a lot of the same thoughts that you had. I thought both of these quarterbacks were shit last year at the beginning of the year. Um, they turned out to be pretty good. Jordan Travis. I still don't know. Jordan. Travis. Jordan. Yes. Jordan Travis. Yeah. Sorry. I still don't know. Like he was good, but he was good in the ACC. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah. And I guess against the really bad Gator team. Um, yeah, and and to your point too, like Norvell, like he almost seems kind of like not the same personality, but style of coach. He's a recruiter, probably not a great coach. Maybe like James Franklin, great recruiter, not a great game day coach. Where Brian Kelly is an outstanding game day coach. As much shit as I gave him last year, he's always been fantastic coach. Um, yeah. I thought he was in over his head, but he obviously wasn't. So, yeah, I think I'll take LSU here. Fucking LSU has to go play in that shithole of a fucking stadium. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you just imagine the heat and the lines? Everything. It's just fuck. It's fucking Orlando. It's the it's the shittiest part of a shitty town. Fucking Orlando. Jesus Christ. Go Tigers. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Let's I go mean, ahead and he, sweep that one. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, Malt Liquor has a lot of feelings about Orlando that most of us do, uh, especially that dump of a stadium. Um, are they? I mean, are they playing in the Citrus Bowl or do they play at the UCF State? I don't. I don't. I don't. No, they're the going to play in the Citrus Bowl. They're not going to play in. Was it World Outdoor Camping? It's not Camping World. They don't. Okay, don't maybe that's know. what they call it. I don't know, but it's not. You know, it's not at the at the. They play in the worst part of the, town at the worst stadium. The 2017 yeah. national champion home. Oh, field. God. So. They are playing at Camping World. Oh. Um. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a sweep, though. That's just interesting because it's it's a um, – right? It's a sweep, yeah. It's interesting because uh, that's this is a top five matchup. I would have kind of thought that one of – I don't know. I mean, I guess a lot of us have similar – biases against uh, the ACC and their competition. Um, that was a good point, Gus. Uh, the um, I think we both hate these teams. I don't know. I mean, who do you – speaking fan as a fan, like who do you hate more? Who do you hate more? FSU. Yeah, right? I mean, but I, think like, in, but I think an FSU win would do more damage. Yeah. That's an interesting point. Because I, I, think, think, I think they'll slip up before LSU would slip up again. If that makes sense, that's, damn, that's a no. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, uh, FSU more vulnerable than LSU, especially if they get going. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's crazy. I mean, LSU has a tough. You know, I mean, I'm, and they play in the SEC, so they're going to naturally have a tough schedule. Um, but I don't know. I mean, they had a good season last year. I mean, when does the Mike Norvell experiment, like you know, I mean. Or what is their 
their goal is to win the national championship. I just don't know if it's going to happen with this particular set of talent and this coach. Uh, God, you know what I feel like? I feel like I'm like potentially talking about Florida, like the future of Florida. I don't want to, I don't like it at all. Every time I talk myself into Billy Napier, I say something that kind of like triggers like a freak out moment. Um, just, you know, the futility that we've faced in the past, you know, many years, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. Hopefully I can put my biases aside, um, biases aside, but, um, all right. Well, uh, that'll do it for the Bourbon Boys podcast. Uh, week one of the 2023 SEC season. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Pandemic Sauce Company. I've got a couple of sponsors on uh, that I've been communicating with. So we'll see what happens in the future. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, follow and share this episode with your friends on this platform and other platforms. Do you guys have any, have any uh, last thoughts uh, for week one, fellas? I kind of wish I was at the Utah game and I'm kind of glad I'm not there. Yeah. What's the weather like out there? It's got to be good, right? Or is it hot? I don't know. Here it's hot. See, the only reason I would go to that game, like, you know, given all like the shit that is going on is is for the weather change. But, you know, obviously to see the Gators play, that'd be lovely. But, um, yeah, what about you, uh, Professor Dr. Terrific? Do you, uh, is there anything, anything crazy going on in Arizona this week? Nope. Just sitting back, enjoying a good time, hoping my friends and family are all safe back in oh. Florida. Thanks, man. Oh, I, I totally forgot. Like, what? Hurricane? If you're looking for more great content, I mean, Automatic mm. Rewind, I heard, is a fantastic podcast. Automatic Rewind? What's it about? Oh, well, Cousin Bailey and I, we, uh, we go back and we review some of our favorite movies of the past. Uh, it could be well in the past like before we were born or maybe like a week ago that the movie came out but movies in the past so yeah but, it's it, a... but it can't be feel the dreams no it could be <laughs> it could be we haven't gotten into a segment of uh doing movies one of us hasn't seen yet i'm yeah. not gonna tell you who hasn't seen that of the two of us no, but, no, uh, no. not gonna spoil it uh but um no, I mean, so you know, we've done comedies, we've done um, drama, dramas, drama, Epics. drama. I feel like I'm saying that word is wrong. Epics, totally. We did Gladiator, um, and then we've got a, uh, we've got what? What do we have cooking? We've got another one coming out soon. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we're gonna need a bigger boat. Right, the 1975 yeah. classic, the first blockbuster, ladies and gentlemen. Jaws. So um for malt liquor in abstentia, Gus, our reigning champion, and our producer, Dr. Riffic, I am cousin Bailey saying go gators and go.